It's 4.30 on a Wednesday, and you're listening to Rookie Designer number 71. We are having somewhat of a different podcast today. None of the th- none of the frills, I guess you would say, and none of the music and all that kind of great stuff that I usually, you know, put all my all my time into, all my hard work into. This time we're just going to talk. And uh, just a warning for everybody, I don't plan on editing this, so uh, if your freaking ears hurt when you hear curse words, then maybe this isn't the episode for you, because it is possible some could pop out here and there. Like, take for instance, uh, what I've been going through, and if you watch Quick Tips, if you're subscribed to the forums, which I, I really think that you should be, if you're not, and if you'd like to, you just go to rookiedesigner.com slash forum, and it's a very easy sign-up process. But uh, if you're a member there, you might know this already if you watch Quick Tips and notice that there wasn't one today, which when you're listening to this will be at least yesterday, um, maybe something else in other countries, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've been having a great old time. So I didn't release a, a Quick Tips. I actually recorded a Quick Tips, and it was the second part of how to make a killer screencast. One thing I didn't realize when I first started recording, uh, the first of which is it was going to be pretty long, which means it's going to be very, very large. On average, you know, when I make a five to seven minute podcast, it's the file, the movie file that comes out of that is about 20 gigabytes at least. And that's uncompressed. That's before I actually go through and compress it and do all the things that I was actually showing in that movie. Well, this one was a little bit longer. It was pretty big. And what the program does, it actually spits out two files, which are both, you know, about 20 gigs each, and then it kind of puts them all into one. I don't know, maybe sums the audio and the other one's the video. I'm not sure what it does. But suffice it to say, I did not have enough room on my computer. I had about three gigabytes left total, which if you don't know this, you should. You should never, ever let your computer get down that, that far. Uh, if you look at the requirements on some of the applications that we use, the Photoshop's, Illustrator's, uh, worse ones are probably like Final Cut Pro, stuff like that. They need a certain amount of gigabytes left open on your computer to work right. Because they have certain temporary files and stuff like that that they run while while you're running the program. So three gigabytes is not enough. So uh, I left it. I, I went to work because it was still saving and rendering and doing all that great stuff. I left and went to work and my wife got home and called me and said, well, your, your screen has this kind of black box on it that says you need to restart the computer. You have to hold the, the power button down to restart it, like a manual restart, because nothing works. The keyboard, the mouse, nothing works. So I was like, okay, that's, uh, that's not good at all. And uh, this is my G5 tower. And if you have a G5, you know the fans like to go off every once in a while and, and be pretty loud. Well, this is about the loudest that you're going to hear it if something goes wrong like this. The fan was just going completely nuts. Like you could hear it. You can hear it from quite a ways away. But obviously not a good situation. So I I told her to turn it off right away. I get home and I turn it back on and everything seems okay. That's when I realized I only had like three gigabytes left. So I started dumping some stuff. I started dumping some stuff onto uh, a removable drive that I have or a one that's not actually in my computer, and then dumping those off of the regular computer to make some room. 
Uh, I burned a couple of disks to get some of the old rookie designers and stuff like that off the computer because those are actually quite a bit as well. Um, just kind of freeing up some space, but I still had those two files. You see the, the computer shut down before those two movie files got combined into one and did their thing or whatever. So I throw everything away all at once in the garbage and try and empty the garbage. And it gives me that same thing again, the little box that says, you need to restart your computer. So I restart it and I tried it again, go through the whole cycle. Same thing, gave me that box. And actually, maybe I'll stick that little, I took a picture of what it looked like on the screen. Maybe I'll put that as the album art for this one. Um, but yeah, I just kind of kept going through that. And then I got smart. I'm like, okay, let me pull all those folders out because all of them were at least, you know, a gig at least, you know, by themselves. So I put one in and hit the trash button, empty the trash, whatever. And it went fine. Okay. So, okay. I put another one in and then another, another, it was working just fine. Then I put that video file back in and tried to empty the trash with that one. And lo and behold, there comes the, the box up again. So what do I do about this? So I, I, Cleared everything else out, not everything, but all the files that I was going to throw away. I even was able to throw away the other movie file that came from from uh, Snaps, Snaps Pro X, which is what I record my screen with. And everything was honky-dory, but I just could not seem to get rid of that other one. No matter how many times when I tried to secure, what's it called? Uh, if you go to the Finder. If you're on a Mac, you go to the Finder, you can do Secure Empty Trash. And that worked for a couple of things, but I tried to do it on that file and it would not do it. I would have to cancel out of it because it would just have the uh, had the progress bar that was going nowhere, basically. But the funny thing was, when I went through that and then canceled out of it, I would uh, try and empty the trash just regular again. And it would tell me that the file couldn't be deleted because uh, a program was using it even though no programs were being used at that point. No no programs were open. I even went in and turned off Snaps Pro because it kind of runs in the background. Uh, nothing was working at this point. So I started searching around on the internet, you know, what are other ways to safely throw things away? Couldn't find much until I came upon this website. Let me see if I can find this website. I think I saved it because it was like, man, that worked really good. It was just uh, this, let's see if it's called something in particular. It's called molecularrevolution.org. And they have a Unix tutorial for people on Macs because you can go into the terminal and actually type in uh, different commands, kind of like you can do on a PC, and do things that maybe you can't do in the GUI. So I, I found out how to go to this, the particular directory or go to the desktop, basically, and trash the file. So... I type in the command and bam, it's gone. Out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, right? So I'm like, okay, I better restart again, just kind of freshen everything up. I restart, comes up with a little apple, the little round disc thing that kind of moves around in circles. And then I get the black box that tells me I need to restart my computer. So I restart it again. Apple, little donut thing black box. So yeah, at this point I'm thinking my computer completely shit the bed and you know, pardon the phrase, but 
when your whole design life passes in front of your eyes, it doesn't feel very good. So I'm thinking at this point, what am I going to do? There's lots of options. And by the way, you know, if this seems like there's no topic for this, there is a topic. And, and here it is. You got to be prepared for anything. I think we talked a little bit about computer maintenance before. And, you know, you can take it as far as you can take it. Sometimes you take it a little too far. I went through and I did that that Unix command and I, I thought I did something right and deleted the thing and it screwed everything up. Because the computer did not want to delete that file, but I made it delete it anyways, so it said F you and messed everything else up. I'm, I'm not even sure what happened. Uh, I don't profess to know anything about the inner workings of my computer. I just, you know, press the button and hope that it comes on. We have a very good uh, rookie mistake tip for this one as well. And that would, of course, be make sure you back up all your stuff early and often. I had stuff on this computer that that hadn't been saved for probably, I don't know, maybe a month or two. It was all the stuff that I'd just recently been working on. I just picked up this new client not too long ago. I've, project after project, I've probably done about you know eight or ten projects for them in the last month. And then also I was doing a, a wedding invitation for one of my friends that we're going to just make here at home. And had all the files for that, we're supposed to actually start making them tomorrow, which would be today or Thursday, I guess. And uh, so I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, all these things are gone because I was stupid and I didn't save them. I have an extra hard drive here that I can pull things onto. I have, you know, giant spindles of CDs and DVDs that I can burn stuff onto, but I was dumb enough to just leave it on that one computer and now... You know, if this computer never starts again, it's gone. So, you know, that's not a good thing to, uh, it's not, that's not a good uh, prospect, I guess you'd say. So that's what I mean by your graphic life passing in front of your eyes. So make sure you save things in other places. Put them on CDs and DVDs. They don't last forever, but they'll last long enough for you to, you know, maybe go through a couple of different computers and still be able to put it on another computer again sometime or put it on external hard drives. They're getting cheaper all the time. Uh, if it's maybe something that you just want to save temporarily, get a little USB stick or something like that. I mean, those things go up to like four gigs now. You can put tons of stuff on those. So, I mean, it's just... All you have to think of is the possibility of having to recreate these things from scratch and I don't know, maybe it takes an event like this to, to really change your, your mind, change your life. But let me tell you, I am not going to get caught not saving stuff ever again because it scared the crap out of me. I had things, projects that are due like in a couple of days now, and I would have had to redo all of them. So I guess by that, I kind of gave away the fact that I got out of this mess. Um... I have some key commands for us today, too. And of course, these are only going to go for Macs. Macs have their own special key commands for getting yourself out of a, an ass load of trouble when your computer won't start or, or things aren't working right. And the first one is to boot off of a CD. Like you put the C... Actually, this one first. To get the CD drive open, because Macs... You know, I don't even know how you would do this on an iMac or something that just had the slot that you stick it in. Maybe you can just stick it in there. Mine is a G5 again, and it has the little 
kind of door that comes down and then the tray slides out. If nothing's working, obviously your your eject button is not going to work. So the re- the way you get that out is to hold down the the left mouse button on your mouse while you start up. So hold that button down and hit the power button and let it go through the cycle until it opens. It'll open up. And then if you put the disk in, you turn the computer off manually and then turn it back on, it'll suck the CD in. So if you want to boot off of the CD, which in many cases you will, uh, you can do it with the, the install disk that comes with your Mac. And that's kind of a blow it all up kind of situation. If nothing else is going to work, then you boot off the disk and you basically reinstall Mac OS X and that will wipe out everything on your computer. So uh, that really doesn't solve the problem of not backing up your files, but it most in most cases will make your computer work again, as long as there's no hardware issues. If it's all software, you can just reinstall Mac uh, OS X and it will clear everything else out first and then it'll put it on there and you'll be good. So holding down C, you hold down C and you press the power button. And once you see the Apple come up, then you can let go and then it'll boot off the disk instead of booting off of your startup disk. Uh, Another one is holding option down when you hit the power key. And what this does, it gives you some options. You can boot off of your regular startup disk. You can boot off of a CD. Uh, You can also run, it has like little diagnostic tests that you can run on the hardware to see if anything's wrong with your hardware. Uh, I believe if you have uh, another drive, like if I had a second hard drive and I had Mac OS X installed on that one too, I could actually start up off that one instead. Or I, I'm not positive, but I, I swear hearing that you could actually hook up another computer to it as well and start up off of that one. I wasn't able to get anything like that to work though. I don't, I'm not sure how it works. I've just heard people talk about that before. One other thing that I did is I... Uh, uh, this is another cool trick if you don't know it. If you have two Macs, I have, of course, my tower and I have uh, a power book. And when you have two Macs, it's very cool because you can make one Mac act kind of like a slave. You can act, make it act basically like an external hard drive to the other one. And the way that you do this is you hold down T and then press the power button and keep holding T until you see it'll come up with a blue screen and it'll have like the little firewire symbol on it. And it doesn't have to be hooked up to anything at all. Just make it make it do that. And then you're going to turn on your, you're going to start up your other Macintosh, just regular, so that you come up to the desktop. And then you take a FireWire and you hook up the FireWire from the first computer that you made the slave up to the second one, which you're actually using. And it'll actually mount the hard drive on your desktop. So it's almost like it's a hard drive. You can go through and search through all the files and copy things over, copy things back to that computer. Very cool stuff. But this was not working for me either. When I did this, because my first thought was, okay, well, I can just hook these up and I'll grab the files off that computer that I want and then I don't care. Then I'll just blast it out and put, you know, reinstall the OS X. And uh, so I hooked it up. It mounted for a second. And then on the secondary computer that didn't have the problem, it gave me the black box saying I need to restart my computer and nothing worked. So that was at the point when I was just like, oh man, this is not good. This is bad. Very, very bad. And uh, 
that's when I started going through and trying to boot up different ways and trying to uh, figure things out. And my last, last resort, and this is actually going to be our bullpen, because I swear I will recommend this to anyone now. I've seen tons of ads for it. I remembered it. It was in the back of my mind. It's something that you can use all the time, no matter what. It's probably a good thing to have. But it usually takes situations like this where you're in trouble before you buy. It's kind of like, it's just like anything else. I mean, people don't, don't, aren't generally safety cautious until it comes down to that point where they have to be. So I was looking on the internet on my other computer and I looked up, uh, I looked up Disc Warrior. And again, this is only for Macintosh. It's only for Macs. And there is actually a new version of Disc Warrior. It's Disc Warrior 4, and it's made for Intel Macs and PowerPC Macs, uh, in case you have massive problems with your new Intel one. But I was reading about it, and, and you know, it does a lot of things. It rebuilds disks. It finds corrupted files, or it, it pulls out files out of corrupted disks and stuff like that. Um, so it seemed like it was the right thing, and... and Finally, I read the the keyword was that you could actually start it up off of the disk in order to rebuild the the startup disk, and uh, that's what I needed to hear. So I went to the store today, and w- I went to the Apple store, and, and I had a little panic attack because you know they have this big wall of software, and the software comes in these little tiny boxes now. It doesn't come in those big giant boxes like it used to. And I couldn't find it. I was like, oh my God, now they don't have it. You know, how could my life get any worse right now? But then I did find it. Uh, it was $100, $107. And that's 107 of the best dollars I've ever spent in my entire life up to this point. I brought it home. I used the, the trick where you hold down the C and you press the power button and it boots off the disc. It takes a lot longer because you're, you know, it's a disc. It's not your regular startup disc. It's a CD that you put in your computer. So it took a bit longer. Uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking for sure. And I went through the thing and it says, you know, which disc do you want to rebuild? Well, I only have one. It's my regular hard drive because I only have one hard drive in my machine. Rebuilt it. It said, do you want to, you know, do you want to take a look at it first before you accept the changes? I said, okay. Uh, I didn't know what what really I was looking for because I didn't read the directions. (laughs) Of course, nobody ever reads directions, right? But I figured, you know, nothing else works. So if I just go through and press all the buttons, it'll probably be better than what I'm stuck with right now. So I I rebuilt it, accepted the changes. I uh, was having a little bit of a problem restarting it. It said, you know, either just go to the Apple menu and restart which they were all grayed out. It wasn't letting me do that. said you can quit the Disc Warrior as well. So I quit Disc Warrior and I got the little donut thing that goes around like when it's starting up or when it's shutting down. But it was doing that for, I let it go for 25, 30 minutes. And uh, finally I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I just turned it off manually, turned it back on, uh, said a little prayer, turned it back on and voila, everything booted up just great. So, of course, the first thing I did was take all those files that I was, you know, that I was freaking out about and put them on my external hard drive. And now I'm making this. So, anyways, uh, the bullpen entry. And any anyone with any kind of Mac, please, if you ever have $100 lying around, go buy this program because it can get you out of a ton of jams. 
And it's good. It'll actually tell you, it does diagnostic stuff to it, and it'll tell you if a hard drive is about to fail so that you can back your stuff up before something happens. So that's also good. But this is a great, great piece of software. It's made by Allsoft. And again, it's called Disk Warrior. So the website is uh, allsoft.com slash diskwarrior. Or you can just go to allsoft.com. Or you can just go to rickydesigner.com slash rookie. And I'll have that in the show notes and in the bullpen because this is uh, my new favorite piece of software. Even though it only does a couple of things, it did something that, that saved my ass. So it is now my favorite. But a couple of different topics there, you know? I mean, you got to be conscious about saving your stuff, especially if you're doing freelance work, you're doing work for other people. You could you, you could lose a lot of work and you could lose a lot of time and they don't have to pay that for that the second time around, obviously. I mean, it's your fault that you lost the file. So you would have to go back and redo all that work on your own dime, on your own time. And you'd be wasting a lot of time that you could spend on somebody else's projects or other projects that would be making you money. So it's definitely something to think about. I, I know it's easy to get lazy, obviously, because I did. But, you know, like I said, it shouldn't it shouldn't have to take an event like this to, to make you conscious about saving stuff and backing it up. But sometimes it does. Uh, I, I get lectures about this all the time when I go to seminars and stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. I went to a photo seminar and the guys are like, you got to save it. You got to save it three times on your regular computer, on a disc, you know, something like a CD or something like that in the same office and then put it on like a hard drive or a, a DVD or something else and store it somewhere else in case, you know, your office catches on fire. You don't lose it that way, you know? So uh, it's, it's just something you have to get in the habit of. And as far as the whole maintenance thing goes, be careful about what you do. There's lots of people who profess to know all kinds of things on the internet and obviously, if you just trust them and do things, sometimes bad things can happen. Um, I probably shouldn't have got into the terminal because I don't usually do that on my computer. I do it a little bit uh, at work on the PC, but it's it's not exactly the same. Uh, I've never done anything in Unix or Linux or anything like that. So I was probably better off just leaving that alone. But, you know, take it to a point where you're not going to, you know, you're not going to really mess things up for yourself. Uh, if it gets past that point, you might actually have to go take it to somebody and and pay for them to to fix it, which is never a good prospect. And if you ever lose stuff or you can't get to your hard drive now, it, it costs a lot of money. You can take it places and have people retrieve files off of your hard drive, but it's going to cost you a whole lot of money. So just be careful with that kind of stuff. Um this was probably just about the best best rookie mistake lesson that I could have learned. You know, I didn't want to learn, but uh, I did have a lot of stuff backed up. Like I said, it was just the last month or two of stuff that I didn't have backed up, but you can never be too cautious about that. Well, that was pretty much what I wanted to get off my chest. I thought there were some very good points too. Again, points I didn't want to uh, discover myself or learn that way. But, you know, sometimes you learn the hard way and, and you never forget that lesson because you don't ever want to go through that again. That's definitely where I'm at right now. Uh, we'll see if it's that way two months down the road, but hopefully it will be. Um, as far as other stuff going on, 
now that I got my computer back up, looks like we will probably be able to do a quick tips next week. Uh, so we'll get into part two again of the how to make a screencast um, where we go through actually editing in Final Cut Pro and I do a little editing of the audio in Soundtrack Pro. And then the final part of that is going to be actually compressing it. Actually, compressing, I think, is part two. Part three will be putting it up to the server and making sure people can get to it. So that's about that. Uh, as far as the show goes, hopefully we'll be back on the regular schedule, the regular format next week. Uh, I just just recently got finished like fixing the computer and getting it to work again. So I didn't want to go through the whole big editing thing. And, you know, plus I wanted to throw out a little curse word for those fans of that. Uh, all the people that missed the, the F-bomb in, in the one, what, 20 episodes ago? Anyways, um, we're not on the network anymore where we have to be totally nice. But, you know, I like to keep it professional. But, you know, every once in a while, something like this happens and you just curse your brains out because it makes you feel a little bit better. It doesn't fix anything ever, but it makes you feel better sometimes. And I like that. Anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, another thing that happened uh, was yesterday, I believe, the release of CS3, the much-awaited release of CS3. Now, does release mean that you can go and buy it and start using it? Absolutely not. But you can pre-order a couple of them. There's several different flavors now. There's a design flavor that comes with InDesign, Photoshop, Illustrator, Acrobat, Flash and Dreamweaver. I think that's the premium one. The non-premium, I believe, does not come with Flash. And maybe not Dreamweaver. I don't remember. Uh, there's also a web one that comes with, I believe, Photoshop Illustrator, Dreamweaver, Flash, Fireworks, and Contribute. Something like, I'm just guessing. There's also a production one that has uh, After Effects and Encore and all those all the video and audio apps that I can't use because I don't believe they're, I still don't think they're made for Apple. I don't know. I haven't checked on that. Um, they never were made for Apple, but I think that they said that they were going to start making them for Apple. Really, they, it's just, you know, they decided not to have the competition with Final Cut Studio, so they never did it. But uh, After Effects, you can use on both Mac and PC, but uh, Premiere, you never could before. Anyways, uh, there's also a big super duper one where I think you get absolutely everything. And of course, these are all very expensive. It's, it's an expensive bundle of software, but it's everything you need. I mean, it's very, very soon, you know, Adobe's going to take over the world and you'll just be buying software from one company because they they've almost cornered the market on uh, design software. I mean, there's, also, there's always going to be those little ones out there that you like that are good. But as far as the, the big boys... Uh, they, they're pretty much almost there. I mean, there's a couple of things that Apple makes that, that they make a little bit better, but you know, with the release of Photoshop Lightroom and, and things like that, they're really, they're really starting to take over, but, uh, some exciting news and hopefully they'll be out in like a month or something like that. It's usually like a month or two after they announce the software that you can actually get it and have it shipped to you and start using it. Uh, I heard something about, trial versions. I think you might be able, I should probably be looking this stuff up. I think you might be able to actually go and download trial software of these things. I don't know if that's available yet, but uh, if you go to adobe.com, 
they have on their main banner thing. If you click on that, it has this very cool little demo thing that shows you they actually have the product managers and stuff like that of the different applications. And they'll tell you what's new in there or they'll tell you like their new favorite features or stuff like that. One of the coolest things I heard, and man, I've been wanting this forever, is you can actually take Photoshop and Illustrator files straight into Flash now and even use the layers, which is very cool. You could never do that before. You had to, basically the best way to do it was to make everything into ping files or PNGs and bring them, bring them in that way so it totally flattened. But uh, if you can do that, that is, that is very, very cool. Um, just kind of navigating to the downloads home here right now. Um, what were some of the other ones? Oh, they had this, uh, I think they call it live color in illustrator. And it's almost like we went through that one episode where we had the color wheel and it could give you like, I'm going to forget all the terms now, complementary colors and, and things like that, where it would have like either two points or three points, like a triangular thing in the color wheel to give you different patterns. So this guy has this layout up. It's like a pattern and it's three different colors and he's moving the color wheel around and it's changing all three of those colors at the same time. It was really, really cool. So that looked pretty cool too. Um, we've already seen a lot of the stuff in Photoshop, but one of the things with the extended version, I talked about this a few weeks ago, you can actually bring in uh, 3D graphics and be able to rotate them and paint on them and do all kinds of stuff that way, which is really, really cool as well. Let's see what we got here. It doesn't look like the, uh, let's see. No, it doesn't look like you can try them yet. They all have little links that say pre-order, but probably not too long. You'll be able to go up there and get the trial versions at least and uh, use them for 30 days or whatever. So that was, uh, that was the big news this week, I guess. They had some kind of live thing. I totally, totally forgot about it. Um, I was going to say that's, that had nothing to do with my computer thing. I think it was just busy, but, uh, I think, uh, Marco saw it. I saw he put a post up on the forum about it. So hopefully some people got to watch it. They said there was demos and stuff and said it was really, really cool. And they kind of showed you the features and all of the, uh, applications. So that's about all I have for this week. Uh, again, we had the kind of strange version, but strange things have been happening to me this week. So this is what we get. Um, Again, I, I hope you always are, are out there telling people about this podcast so that we can spread the word and get more people listening. Uh, I hope you join the forums if you need to do that. If you if you need to talk to people, that's the best way to get that done. Um, if you want to contact me, there's several ways to do that. Let me just pull them up. You can email me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. Uh, you can Skype me at username titanstrides. And one thing that's, uh, I just got a message that my call-in line is going to be expiring, and I'm actually not going to pick that up again. Uh, it was didn't cost a lot of money, but not very many people used it. Uh, there's just something about, I don't know, people calling in and not wanting to leave messages. So that one's probably going to go away, so I'm just not even going to say that one anymore. But if you want to Skype me, you can, you can uh, instant message me through Skype if you want. Uh, if you call me, you might get lucky and I might answer, but chances are probably not. Um, you can also go to myspace.com slash rookie designer and you can uh, send me messages that way. 
But just going to the forum is the best way. You can talk to tons of people, blah, 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 like I always say. Uh, we will still do the email program, but I don't have a new one, obviously, because I've been dealing with some other stuff here. Uh, I don't have a new one for this week, but we'll start a new one next week. Uh, if you want to go ahead and use the one that we were using, it is uh, info at printmag.com. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, info at printmag.com. You can go ahead and use that one for another week if you didn't get a chance to send them a letter. Again, I just ask that you send a letter telling the editor what you like about this show and and try and be specific about, you know, this is a podcast for designers. It's called Rookie Designer. Maybe even throw a link in there so that they can go find it because, you know, if you don't give it all to them, then they might not actually go and do the research. And, uh, you know, I, I do this myself too. So, I mean, not everybody has to be perfect, but uh, the more information you give them, the easier it's going to be for them to actually pick it up and maybe run with it and maybe write something about this, this uh, podcast. So, all right. So that's about it for this time. And uh, let me just remind you this time, back up everything. <laughs>